What's up, closers? Dominic Caminati here with Nick Richmond here with Grass University. Thanks for tuning in to our Yes, I Am a Closer podcast. The podcast we have in store for you today, this is the most exciting podcast we've ever had. We have two literally the brightest minds in the world when it comes to entrepreneurship, sales, and business, especially pertaining to the home services space. So the first guest we're going to talk about, of course, he's an original shark on the hit TV show Shark Tank, but he's creator of the infomercial, uh, netting over $5 billion in global sales worldwide. This guy is an absolute monster when it comes to business entrepreneurship, selling over 500 successful products all over the globe. He's a pioneer of the As Seen on TV movement, which you've seen all over the world, and the world's foremost entrepreneurship and development coach, and of course, author of uh, several books including Act Now, which I'm a big fan of. So I can't wait to talk to Kevin Harrington. And this is a two-for-one special, and you guys are in for a treat. Uh, we have a unique partnership that uh, we're going to talk about on this podcast between Kevin Harrington and the CEO of RoofMax, Mike Fiesel. All right? So Mike Fiesel, this guy owned a successful roofing operation for over 30 years, Fiesel Roofing. And in the roofing business, in his time in the roofing industry, he found a niche for a revolutionary product that's really disrupting the industry for roof rejuvenation. So he found that there's a big issue in the roofing industry with roofs being replaced prematurely, our natural resources being taken out of the earth and put into landfills when they don't need to be. And he's not only created a solution to that problem, but he's created one of the fastest growing businesses in the history of the home services space. So RoofMax is literally creating a movement and it's an exciting story. We can't wait to dive into this content. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Mike, Her or excuse me, Kevin Harrington and Mike Fiesel. So Kevin, we'll go ahead and start with you. Thanks for being on our podcast. Great, great to be here. All those great things you say, I got to hang out with you guys more often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're all about positivity here, Kevin. Um, so again, just jumping into it, Kevin, uh, just give us a little background as to obviously the the world famous shark that we have the pleasure of speaking to and how we got into i know you have a lot of background in home services but how this whole partnership came to be sure uh, great to be here thanks for thanks for having me and uh i i um i grew up fortunately uh, just to go back a little bit in a in an entrepreneurial family my father was uh, originally a bartender but saved up money and opened up his first his first bar called Harrington's Irish Pub. And so when I was 11, I started working inside there. And after a few years, he's like, you got to open up your own business. And so um, I, 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 I don't know how I ended up getting into driveway sealing, but in Cincinnati, Ohio, if you had a crack in your driveway, that water got in there in the, in the, in the winter, it would freeze and triple the size of the crack. So I was 15 years old, knocking on doors and grabbing the people saying, we'll seal these cracks, beautify the driveway and doing 10 of those a week. And, and that was during high school. Then when I got to college, my dad said, Hey, your, your older sister's got their college paid for, but you're an entrepreneur. So you're, you're going to be paying for your own. Okay. So I, I, I had, as I was graduating from senior into freshman of college, I had to pay for tuition books, room, board, uh, food, everything literally. And so he the the uh, driveway ceiling business wasn't going to cut it to pay for all of those because that was something year round. So I, I said, what's year round? And I thought, well, let's see, heating and air conditioning. So I started a heating and air conditioning company my freshman year of college. And 
that grew, took off. We were, you know, getting a new homeowner to list and calling them and connecting. And it was a really qualified lead. And we built a, a, you know, what in today's world would be a, a $5 million business year one. Uh, while I was still going to college, 25 employees, six trucks going out every day. So I know home services, right? Yeah. And uh, of course, from there, I sold that business and got into the As Seen on TV business that you mentioned and all that. But um, and you know, coming off of you know being a shark on Shark Tank, you get pitched you know a lot of times and you see a lot of deals. Okay, and I mean, I, I took I did over 175 segments on Shark Tank, and um, I mean, and I we actually we're supposed to invest, right? I mean, I'll never forget one day we're sitting there, Mark Burnett comes down, we had been taped about six or seven segments and nobody invested anything because they were all pretty crappy deals. And so uh, Mark Burnett came down and said, look, we need good television. We got to have investing. We're like, okay, Mark, which one of these would you have invested in, right? But I mean, at the end of the day, it's not just about getting pitched, it's getting good quality deals. So, um, uh, one of my good friends and buddies, um, gentleman named E-Rock, who lives in Phoenix, and said to me, hey, I've been talking to this amazing company that, that you, you've got to hear about it. Mike Thiesel is the founder, and they've grown to, you know, I, I'm not going to quote numbers. So I'll let Mike talk about it. But, you know, they've had tremendous millions of dollars of sales in, in a couple, you know, they started in 2018. They've got hundreds and hundreds of dealers in a in a two-year window, something unique and revolutionary. So I said, wow, I got to hear about this. When I found out that Roofmax, Columbus, Ohio, I was a Cincinnati, Ohio guy, the home services, I was a home services guy. And then when I found, this was the key for me, was that Roofmax, it's people buy new roofs all the time, but not everybody needs a new roof. You can actually with the technology that RoofMax has, is you can prolong the life of your roof by spraying it with this proper process. So uh, it's a really cool process and it's amazing what it does. And so um, I got involved, invested in RoofMax, also decided beyond owning a part of the parent company, I also said, I wanna own a local area. So we have 20 territories now in the state of Florida that myself, my son, and my team are now um, getting set to to launch August first. That was beautiful, and you know that really shows your level of belief in what you're doing. Is that you're literally doing it yourself, right? You're you're getting into the business with your family, and I know Mike was talking about that with us earlier. Just how he just has so much admiration for you and respect, and he just loves how much that you believe in what he's created, right? And I guess we'll we'll hand the mic over to to Mike here. So Mike, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about again your background. I mean, obviously, 30 years in the roofing business, and getting out of roofing entirely, and then seemingly by some fate, right? You got sucked back in because this new idea popped in your head of roof rejuvenation, and it kind of goes against roofing. I guess tell us a little bit about that story and how this whole partnership came to be from your standpoint. So I started the roofing business in the mid 80s. Um, and when I started, roofing shingles weighed one third more than they do today. You know, asphalt shingles lasted for 25, 30 years. And then there was a, about a billion dollar piece of equipment developed for the oil refineries. 
in the early 2000s, and that changed everything. And basically the byproduct of, of, of asphalt, you know, asphalt is a byproduct of refining oil. They were able to reduce that byproduct and asphalt tripled in price. And literally in about a three year window, the price of a roofing, of roofing shingles tripled and roofing went up dramatically, literally went through the roof, right? And then we saw a change in the quality of the product and the, and the shingles became thinner and lighter. And that's a trend that continued on um, because they're just not the quality asphalt. And, and uh, so now you've got shingles that are failing and they're lasting 10 years in Florida, 15 to 20 years up north here in Ohio. And so the only reason that they fail is because the oil dries out, they become brittle like a road. That's why you get potholes. And so we found a way to put an all natural bio oil down into the shingle that restores the flexibility. And so it's that simple. It's like skin moisturizer for your shingles, right? So pretty, pretty simple. Yeah. And, you know, you really did it the right way. You know, we, we researched your story, how you went about it. You didn't just like wing this thing. You got the brightest minds in the world to really pioneer this idea. Right. And then uh, I guess that, that whole process with Patel Labs and Ohio State University, I guess, how was how did that whole experience come about? <laughs> well, obviously, we've been very fortunate on the uh, partnership side here with Kevin, um, w which is a dream because his business um, all of his business experience, but yet also um, understand marketing at one of the highest levels of anyone. Um, so the same thing with the Ohio Soybean Council. We partnered with them, and and so basically it's the farmers' dollars. They're called checkoff dollars, and and that helped fund the research and development with Patel Labs, are the largest research and development company in the world, based out of Columbus, but they're global. Um, got an Ohio State University involved. They've done environmental impact studies. Um, so yeah, it's really without the American, I actually spoke with a group of about 100 farmers last night in, in uh, Minnesota with the Minnesota uh, Farmers Asso or Soybean Association. And as I told them, this wouldn't even exist without the American farmer who really is the original entrepreneur, right? So um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a great ride. That's for sure. And, and having the right partnerships is critical. Well, thanks again, guys, for being with us. Nice to see you both. We have, we, we have a lot of people listening that are in the home services space already. I'm one of them, having the Matrix Home Solutions company, and I'm awfully interested in RoofMax. I guess tell those who are listening a little bit about how they would get set up with this. Are these exclusive territories that you guys award to the RoofMax dealers, and, and how would they get started? Yes, yeah, so there are exclusive territories, and uh, if they just go to RoofMax.com, uh, at the top, there's become a dealer. There's information there. You can uh, read about it, um, watch some videos. Uh, if you fill out a form, then it kind of takes you through a process. And one of our, our dealer services team members will reach out, answer any questions, and, and just kind of go through your due diligence like you should with any business opportunity. So, but we have dealers doing that every day. We've, we've got about a thousand leads, a little over a thousand leads come in each month, people that are interested, and we just take them through that process. Um, as we've grown the business, we are, we are, um, things have changed, of course, as we evolve, um, we're getting higher caliber business, um, opportunity seekers or existing business owners. Some of them are roofers. Um, some of them are, some of them are just in the home services space. But many of these people are first time business owners or third time business owners, but just a standalone roof max dealer. So, um, uh, but yeah, just go to roofmax.com and we're happy to, to help answer your questions. Yeah, I love the idea of the, you know, the high margin, 
quick, quick turn. I own a basement remodeling and bathroom remodeling business. So I'm sure as you can imagine, at a high level of volume, there's an awful lot of, of layers of management involved with that. Uh, quite a few headaches, of course. It's a big ticket, so there, there's definitely some profit baked in there. But I love the idea of this quick turn solution. What, tell us a little bit about just the the process and, and how long does it take for someone to treat a roof with this product? For one, we have to ass assess the roof and make sure that it qualifies over 90%, well over 90% do. Um, and then it's just a matter of going up and doing a basic tune up like you get done to your car and then treat the roof. We're in and out in under two hours. Uh, essentially we're Jiffy Lube, if you will, versus the mechanic who's your roofer. So we are different, um, but we're working on the, the same thing and just trying to make it last longer. So very simple. Yeah, that's what's so appealing about your product. And I'm, I'm assuming why it's growing so quickly because it's so turnkey, right? Mm -hmm. it, it seems like the way you guys have the system set up, it makes it really easy for a dealer to get on board the system, get the proper training, get the equipment and get out there. And unlike tearing off a whole roof and installing it properly, which takes a lot of skill and, you know, it's an art form, really. Uh, the RoofMax product really does the work for you. So you don't, you don't really need as, as, specialty, as specialty installers as you would another product. Absolutely. That, that's one of the key things that my brother and I realized early on. And when we sold our roofing company, Fiesel Roofing, we started a company called Roof Revivers. And so as the name implies, we were looking for a way to extend the life of roofs. Um, we didn't know exactly what path we were going, but this is where we ended up and um, sold that company a few years ago. And then when we launched Roof Max, um, and now we're manufacturers and a uh, business opportunity company that also is disrupting an industry, educating a market, getting people, people to think differently about their roofs. So, and that's why the relationship with Kevin was really critical at this juncture, um, especially as we move into next year, where we'll even do a lot more marketing at a nationwide basis. And we needed somebody that was a good storyteller and that understands that world at scale. My brother and I built a very successful, but small roofing company here in Columbus, Ohio, just one location. Um, so we needed somebody that really understood the macro of marketing uh, across the nation. So, and that's where Kevin came in. The bonus was that he had all this home service and that he's a Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know that about Kevin. And I didn't know that personally until uh, we, we started to get to know you guys a little better. So, Kevin, did I hear you say uh, you, you have 20 territories in Florida that you're planning to, to launch within your dealership? Yes, we, uh, we've already, we've got trucks now. We've got product on the way. I think the product just hit today, as a matter of fact, a big tubs of it, um, sprayers, all the, all the technical stuff. Um, we've been through RoofMax University, uh, my team. My wife's uncle is, um, is, 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 is gonna be uh, heading up this business. My son, I have two, two boys, but my, both of my kids will be involved. One's 32 and one's 22. So, um, so I've got uh, some, you know, a good family uh, business that we're gonna kick off here. And what's really cool about it is Mike has the same thing uh, back in Columbus, his uh, brother and sister, your sister, right, Mike? It, yeah, our sisters are COO, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it, you know, when we get on big calls, it's, you know, we, we, we've got a, a, lot, of, a lot of really uh, close-knit family members. And that, you know, over the years, that's one thing that I can always say has always worked for me. My, my dad and I worked together 
uh, back in the day and my, I've had other family members that have been partners with and my, my kids now. And it's just great to, you know, to be able to build something that I know that the, the kids will be able to continue with uh, whether I'm around or not. So that, that's, that's the good thing, right? You know, really the whole RoofMax story is an incredible story of entrepreneurship, right? And really what you're offering with this business opportunity is an opportunity for people to become entrepreneurs. And I don't think there's any better person on planet Earth to talk to about entrepreneurship than Kevin Harrington. You know, one thing we want to talk about for the people watching is, you know, what advice would you give to those people that are looking to pursue their dream of running a business or becoming an entrepreneur and, you know, for example, looking at the right people for advice, finding those coaches, those mentors, because that's one thing that, you know, I've learned the more I'm talking with you, the more I'm talking with like Waldo, the more I'm talking with Mike, you know, everyone seems to have like that, that leader, that coach, that mentor, that entrepreneurial kind of, uh, you know, guide to, to guide them. So what advice would you give to that, that young entrepreneur that could be watching this? So that's a great question. I think, you know, it, there, there's, I've seen different numbers over, over, uh, over the years, but I think eight out of 10 small businesses fail in the first couple of years. And the reason being is people want to start a business. They, they, they have that vision and the drive, but they don't have the experience. They don't have the tools. And, um, and quite often it's, it, they get into it. They don't realize how hard it is uh, or, and, and they, they get frustrated because they don't have the knowledge and they, they end up going out of business. So now on the flip side, if you look at businesses that license and have dealers and franchises, things like that, eight out of 10 of, of those people will be successful because what's, what's, what really impressed me about what, what RoofMax has done is the systems and the trainings and RoofMax University. And, and when, when I brought um, my team into this venture, my my son in you know 32, and my wife's uncle. These are they're, they're smart people, but they don't know anything about the roofing business. But within literally four weeks, they have become pretty close to experts in in, in this world. And and now Mike is going to come in, and they've got teams of folks that are going to come in. They're going to help us with canvassing, with selling. With, I mean. So we, we know we can sell, but there's newer techniques today than in the old days when I was just knocking on doors, right? I mean, so you, you mentioned uh, prospecting and things like that. So um, I think the bottom line is roof max. What's the, what's the number, Mike? Is, I know it's hundreds, what, number of dealers. We're, we're just over 260 dealers and over 600 locations now. Many dealers have, you know, like gotcha. you have. So, so, so when you get involved with RoofMax, you, you have a, a much greater chance of great success because of the success that they've already developed in the systems and the techniques and the suppliers. So, you know, they've got the products, the, every, everything that we need is, is all turnkey by RoofMax. And it's, it's, it's a really powerful relationship. And it doesn't sound like there's, I mean, unless I'm, competition wise is there much out there for you because it, i don't know of anything else quite like this that's in the industry yeah there there has been some competition that have showed up on the market but they're they're using a product that came outside it wasn't specially formulated for roofs um, it's kind of been a repurposed product they also really aren't building a brand they just sell the product mm -hmm. um, and the brand is so important with this and the network of dealers you know, you have to bring awareness, you have to educate people and they have to believe in it. 
um, or, or they don't want to buy it, right? It sounds too good to be true. Maybe it's too good. Uh, maybe maybe it's not true. And so we spent a lot of time and energy and of course, uh, educational dollars. That's what the marketing does is it educates the market. So, but we really crossed that um, going in, coming into 2020, uh, our dealers weren't having near, they were overcoming things much quicker. Our dealers now come on, they, they onboard and they start spraying jobs fairly quickly. Uh, most of the dealers do, as long as they're following our processes, like Kevin had mentioned. So, Yeah, I love, I love the way it sets up because it gives that dealer the opportunity to focus on the sales and marketing piece and not be so burdened by that back end. And we have a saying here at Grouse University, when you're out of leads, you're out of business, right? We're in the, we're really sales and marketing organizations that improve homes. And with that large footprint, you guys have a good advantage, it sounds like at least to create a national wave as far as marketing goes. What are some of those strategies you guys are subscribing to to create those leads, as you had mentioned, a thousand or so that you produce? Uh, I don't know if that's a daily number, but how are you, what are the strongest uh, marketing sources that you guys are finding out there right now? Well, I'm going to say something to Mike, then you, you answer it, okay? Yeah. But on Shark Tank, the biggest challenge that I had, people wanted me to invest in their business. They didn't have a marketing plan. I'd ask them, what is your customer acquisition cost? And they're like, what does that mean? And I'm like, what's the lifetime value of that customer? And so... What RoofMax has done is they have developed programs, and I'm going to let Mike talk about it, but they, you know, they have programs where they can tell you this is what it costs to generate the lead, the percentages of closing, and customer acquisition costs, and lifetime values. And so they speak the language. They know the language, but this is what the dealers are getting is that mm -hmm. training on how to do this in the local market. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, you know, the... So Facebook, um, TV, our dealers do a lot of the marketing themselves at the local level. We also do mm -hmm. national marketing. Um, and then we do a lot of public relations. So Kevin and I are soon to be on CNN, Fox and Friends, and I believe it was MSNBC. Helps to have a shark. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and um, but as Kevin said, the canvassing program, that's a new program that we're really building out and Kevin's like, you know what, let's use our, our market as a test pilot, you know, and, and then as we get a new program that works, then we scale it out nationwide. We have a program right now that's um, probably two weeks in and, and it'll be available to all of our dealers and, and probably it's, we're going to run it for about 30 days. We do the front end marketing. We actually contact the customer, schedule the appointment, put it on your calendar within our software and you show up and sell the job. Nice. There's all these programs that we're still building out. And again, you know, Kevin, Kevin's going to help us with a lot of those things at the local level and then scale it out nationally as well. It doesn't get any more turnkey than that. And, you know, just the support you give them throughout, right? Once they become a dealer, the meetings that you guys have, the university already have in place, the, the training seems like it really never stops. And the, the, the ability for you guys to brainstorm with each other and have these meetings where you can all pick each other's brains and see what's working and what's not. I mean, you can't put a price on that. It's amazing what you guys have put together there already. That's the reason I wanted to own a local dealership. So I could, you know, have my little kind of uh, local place to, to learn, the, you know, the, the different things like prospecting and closing and mm -hmm. wanted to experience it ourselves and, and you know, learn it uh, uh, internally. And then also maybe share some successes that we have here locally. Do you have, are there any markets in particular that are open that you guys are itching to, to fill? Chicago or Detroit? 
<laughs> you got my attention. I mean, we're a power we're a powerhouse sales and marketing organization, but I think we've had enough of the back end, you know, with what we offer with basement finishing and bathroom modeling. It'd be fun to have something that's turnkey like what you're talking about. What, what markets are available for those who are listening, especially that might be interested in learning more? So there's openings in most markets. Now, Kevin has all of the Tampa market, but there's areas around that are available. Um, we have a dealer that bought up all of L.A., a big, big roofing contractor, and, and he's slowly switching his model over. Um, after seeing what roof max that model to more roof max and less replacement. So, um, uh, and Detroit, I think those are the only markets that are really completely sold up, but even on the fringes of those markets, there would be availability. Um, but uh, with 260 dealers and 600 plus locations, our territories are small, they're 100,000 population um, because a one, one man business opportunity, right? He comes in and they can turn themselves easily six figures in that small of a population. There's over 40,000 homes in that population. Um, and so some of our dealers have one territory, some have two, and some have like Kevin 20 or, or the gentleman that bought up LA. So there's, there's markets all over the place. There, obviously with, uh, with 100,000 population, about 3,200 potential markets, we'll probably end up selling out at 2,200, what have you. Yeah, that's crazy. And you know, some crazy numbers, you know, I was listening to a lot of the videos that you guys put out there. Now, I, I, my background in the home services business, I started in the roofing trade. 17-year-old uh, kid, uh, I got my first job roofing houses for a wonderful company that's no longer in business. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I had no insurance, no training, hadn't, didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was roofing houses by myself. Uh, I didn't have anybody helping me at all. I guarantee you that roof probably leaked the moment I left the job site. Um, <laughs> and I'm surprised I didn't injure myself because again, I was working on some pretty steep slopes and I had no safety equipment, no training. But I remember, because we do a lot of layovers, right? Where you just lay over the old roof with another asphalt roof. And it's crazy, you could see the difference, the evolution of the shingle. Because if you have two or three layers of shingles, you could see how they were thick at the bottom and they get thinner and thinner as you go. Uh, so I remember that I recall installing many roofs where it's just crazy how you said it's a third of the weight and 18,000 roofs a day are being replaced, many of which do not need it. Good percentage of them don't need it. The, today's roofing model is about replacing roofs and about uh, two thirds of roofers today don't do repairs. So a lot of guys came out of the storm market, which is fine. There's obviously a market there that have also become mainstay retail contractors slash storm contractors. So the market's changed. All markets do. Um, we just saw an opportunity for a number of reasons and RoofMax made sense. And from the scalability standpoint, can you imagine how hard it was for Kevin to scale replacing furnaces? And of course, your basements you talk about and roofs. Mm -hmm. It's 80%, 20% get it, 80% get it done, right? We are 90% uh, get it. 95% get it, 5% get it done, very low. You don't have to have a really, a really high skill level so you can scale your, your labor quickly. Yeah, we should just get a truck. We'll get a truck behind us. We'll just go right into a neighborhood and just have it follow behind us, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has anybody ever thought about that one? Just on-demand spray? Well, that's going to be part of our Canvas program, which is what we're talking about, you know. So I mean, it, it seems at the same day if possible. It's like the asphalt guys, right? They, they say, they say got the truck of asphalt, you know, you get the driveway done right here and now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, really that, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm being somewhat yeah. facetious, but serious too. Mm -hmm. I mean, if that, it seems like that it's, it's the right, so, the right approach, the right sales methodology. I don't see how it would be out of, out of the realm of possibility to be able to say, Hey, while we're here, while we have our equipment here, 
you know, while all your neighbors are getting involved, we're offering a special rate for our services and, and just knock it out. You know, that, that'd be an amazing thing. Because then you're cutting out a lot of layers of oh, yeah. scheduling and, and the logistics involved with that. Is that. It sounds like that's part of your plan already. Or the plan with canvassing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, our, and our text could actually go out to an appointment with a customer and, and say, after they give them a quote, if they wanted, right? So, hey, I'm already here. I don't have to come back. I don't have to schedule it. I'll give you a, you know, 5%, 10% off if we can spray it right now. So that's, and some of our dealers are doing that. Um, we're not doing that at scale across the model yet. Yeah, and there's so many benefits to your product. You know, one of the things that you talk about a lot is the glial caps and magma, the, the blue algae, the mold that people get on the roof prematurely. And, you know, I guess talking about that, the, the soy infusion, I guess what, what is unique about your formulation that not only is obviously going to rehydrate, but prevent that from coming back? Yeah, the, the ability to get oil to mix with water is the magic part. And, and, and then the other components so that you can pull that down into asphalt. Mm -hmm. without, the, without getting the oil down into the asphalt, it won't rejuvenate it. It's very hard to get liquid into asphalt. And, and water, which you need as a carrying agent, and, and the bio-based oil mixed together. So, um, you know, although it seems simple, the, the, the science behind it, it's, uh, it, took, it took a while to develop all these things. And we're still working on some other components where we will actually clean the roof, a cleanability functionality. Um, and we're looking at fire retardants and other things as well. So, you know, this, this will continue to evolve as, as all things do and as technology evolves. It's amazing. It, like when you clean an asphalt roof, obviously that's like, you got to really be careful, right? Because you don't want to get the granules off. It's more like a soft scrub type of approach, right? Or yeah. bleach. You see, you see dealers, use, people bleach. using bleach and bleach actually dries the oil out of the asphalt. Um, so you can cause damage, more damage to the roof. We won't, we won't have a cleaning, there'll just be a cleaning solution within which will kill the mold and the rain will rinse it away over the next 12 months. Um, mm -hmm. So a quick solution if you're selling your home, for example, but we don't wanna just protect, we wanna be able to protect and beautify. And you said one of your, your challenges, if any, and obviously you guys are thriving, but is skepticism, right? And everyone's gonna be skeptical about something that's shaking up the industry and disrupting the norm, right? And you had some pretty significant testing done on RoofMax and how it literally brings an older roof back to the qualities, more, more along the qualities of a brand new shingle. I guess, how did, how did you go about that testing and what were the results of that? So we brought on Ohio State University. Um, they did a lot of research around what ASTM testing they wanted to do, which is the American Society of Testing Materials. It's a global performance standard, standard for materials, building materials. And, and PRI testing labs is in Kevin's backyard in Tampa. And we determined what tests we wanted to do. And I'll just give one example, the flexibility of an asphalt shingle that has to pass ASTM testing uh, to be sent out, right? To be stamped and sent out. And we passed the same flexibility testing required for a brand new shingle with a 17 year old shingle. And, and we almost passed the degranulation, which is a scrub test to see how well the, the granules adhere to the surface. We didn't pass that ASTM test for a brand new shingle, but we were just very, very close. So mm. the biggest thing is, so we've locked those granules back in place, brought back the flexibility. We reduced hail impact um, uh, damage. Um, so all of those things, right, that are, that are, that are essential for a shingle to, to perform and function properly. You know, one thing obviously that we talk about a lot at Grass University is leadership, motivation, and 
you know, I see your guys' partnership, like Kevin's your coach and he's your mentor. And I know Kevin, I know many people already that have told me that they look up to Kevin as a coach and a mentor. And I guess, you know, that's something I like to talk about with the both of you since we got you on here. Why do you feel that that's so important in success in life to have those coaches and mentors, those people in your corner pushing you? And how does one go about finding the right coach? You know, I think, you know, it's, what's funny is, you know, thanks for calling me a coach and a mentor. I do a lot of that. I, in this particular case, I think, yes, I'll probably be doing some of that back into RoofMax, but we also look at RoofMax as our coach and mentor uh, also to get this business off the ground. So it kind of goes both ways, right? And that's why we wanted to have the local business. But um, I, I believe that, I mean, I, I'll tell you a quick story about a, a mentor that I got way back. Um, I had a, I was in the SEMA TV business and we were starting to grow um, nicely as we were doing more shows, but we, we didn't have the capital to buy the inventory. In fact, back in those days, we would put something on the screen that said, we're going to ship this product. And some of you may remember this. We're going to ship this product to you in six to eight weeks. Okay. Now, can you imagine seeing that on Amazon today? Hey, <laughs> order now. We're going to get it to you in six to eight weeks. Why? Because I had to get the order and then go make the product and, and, and bring it into the States and ship it. So I needed capital. And we, I went to five banks. I, this is dozens of, this is like 20, 1990, I think it was, right? Uh, but I had a, a, a business that was doing tens of millions of dollars. So uh, the banks turned me down. Uh, we didn't have any real assets other than the inventories and, and things, we the business itself. But I finally... You know, I said, somebody said, you need a mentor. You got to get somebody to help you here because you're great in sales and marketing, but finance and operations, you need some help. So I started down a path of seeking a mentor and I, I called my account. I, I say, how do you get help? Well, who do you write checks to your company on a daily basis? You have accountants, you have lawyers, we had phone services, we had fulfillment centers, credit card processors. I went to all of the people that I did business with and said, this is what I need, somebody to help me in, in, in the finance world. And I ended up getting a guy um, that was a former bank president out of Philadelphia, where I lived at the time. And um, I'll never forget meeting him. He said, Kevin, he said, this business is very bankable. What banks did you talk to? And, he, and I told him, he says, well, and, and, and he then said, well, it's probably in the presentation and how you went about it. And let me take a look. He says, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do you a deal. I'm going to, I'm going to mentor you and I'm going to go raise you millions of dollars and I'm not going to charge you a dime. He said, because you're going to love that so much that you're going to want to bring me into the, your company and give me a piece of equity and have me be a part of the company. And so make a long story short, he went to a bank we had turned down after he put the package together. We got a $3 million line of credit and we went from 80 million in sales to 500 million after that. And we needed the capital. So um, getting a financial mentor was an amazing move for me and it changed the course of the company. And, and I can just say that, you know, you said, how do you get them? Various places I just mentioned, who do you write checks to? Then also mm -hmm. um, beyond that, I believe in associations, organizations, chambers of commerce. Um, I'm one of the co-founders of an organization called EO. 
the Entrepreneurs Organization. And EO, I founded in 1987 with a small group of entrepreneurs, one of which was Michael Dell, Ted Leonsis, who was a big hitter at AOL. And we said, we want to get an organization that can provide mentoring to entrepreneurs. So when you join EO, you get a, a, a board of advisors and you meet with them on a monthly basis. It's an amazing game changer for many entrepreneurs. So I just believe that that I, my first mentor was my father. Uh, I talked about the financial mentor. One day somebody said, hey, would you like to hang out with Richard Branson and get some advice from him? I said, absolutely. Went down to Necker Island, spent two days getting mentored by Richard Branson. So Zig Ziglar was a mentor to me also. So I just, I, I believe in mentors and uh, obviously Mike believes in having some good folks around. And, and I think that it's, it, it's, it's just, you, you've got to, you, you have to go after it though, because they're not just going to land in your lap. Okay. Tell us a little bit about Zig Ziglar. How, when did you get to know Zig and I guess, what are some of your fondest memories of, of Zig? Cause I loved hearing him speak. You know, I only was able to see him live one time, but it was really, really cool. Oh, I mean, Zig on stage was amazing. And, um, and of course, the, he created thousands of hours of content. Um, so I, I, I took it even a step further. The, this is an amazing story. When Zig passed away, uh, he, um, he was in his 80s and he had never been involved in social media because that, you know, that this social media was, you know, after his passing. And so, um, the, the family put a, a Facebook page up for people to be able to leave a tribute to Zig. And he has 4.9 million followers now on Facebook. And this is after passing. So that's pretty powerful mm -hmm. uh, situation there. But um, I then talked to the family and I said, hey, you know, Zig was an amazing guy, learned tremendous amounts from him. All that content that the new folks out there like my 22 year old son, when I said, have you ever heard of Zig Ziglar? And he said, no, I, who is that? And I was shocked. And so I, I cut a deal with the family to actually bring back and digitize a lot of the, the assets of Zig. And, and um, so I'm bringing back assets of Zig's. And if you remember secrets of closing the sale, oh, yeah. I'm relaunching and re-releasing. So this is secrets of closing the sale with Zig Ziglar and Kevin Harrington. So I've got oh, eight so cool. chapters in this book. And now this is out in the bookstores. We're selling it online. We're, we're, we're doing Zig Ziglar um, uh, motivational programs and online uh, training programs, et cetera. So uh, yeah, I mean, th this is, they broke the mold when, when they made Zig Ziglar, that's for sure. Oh my God. No, that's amazing. So that, that book, um, how, how can people access that book? You said that's coming out pretty soon. I, I will, I'm going to give them, I'm going to give you my, the, um, I can give you either an email or, or a website that they can get to. Um, I got to remember what it is though. So, um, no, that's okay. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll definitely post it on there. Cause I think, you know, people would love to get their hands on that. I mean, I don't know who's not a Zig Ziglar fan, but I, I probably read the secrets of closing the sale like eight times. And you, I always pick up something new every time I read it. And like you said, I, I love listening to Zig on audio. His audio books are amazing. Just he's, the guy has such a way with words. It's I think he's called it Automobile University because people would always they're they're on sales calls and out traveling, plug those little cassette tapes into the yeah. into your uh, car and, and listen for hours. Right? I used to do that. 
In fact, Mark right. Cuban has a story that he tells that, that he was driving around in a neighborhood of houses that he said, I want to buy one of these houses someday if I ever get the money. And he was listening to Zig Ziglar, you know, so uh, mm -hmm. that motivated him. So it, it, he changed a lot of lives. And, and, um, and, and that's mentoring is something. In fact, I have a new book coming out called Mentor to Millions. And, um, and it's all about mentoring, how to choose mentors, how to get mentors, how to utilize them. And one of the things that's important, if you want to get mentored, you should be the mentor's best student. That's, that's a, 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 a powerful line because one of mm -hmm. the worst things that I do is spending a lot of time with somebody, giving them great advice, and then meet with them a month later, and they didn't implement anything. They didn't have the time. They didn't have this. They didn't have that. And it's time that I stop being a mentor if they're not going to listen to what advice I have, you know? So um, yeah. I don't expect them to do everything, but, you know, it's, it's good to be a good student in the process. Yeah, we've definitely learned that. We've, we've learned that the hard way, of course, uh, a couple of young entrepreneurs. And that's what attracted us to you guys and RoofMax and just the whole between Waldo and then Kevin and now Mike getting to know you guys. We're really excited for what this could become. And we're really happy that we were, we've had the chance to get to know you too. And I'm really genuinely excited for, for Matrix Home Solutions to learn more about this RoofMax product because we're always looking to expand our business. But you know, scalable is key, you know, right now, tra something transactional. Digital marketing, obviously, is taking over the world. Um, I may ask a question. Do you guys have a plan for incorporating some infomercials for the RoofMax product? We, we had a big call on that earlier today. Absolutely. You're going to see, you're going to see some TV. You're going to see short form to start and maybe some long form, 30 minutes. And yeah, that's all. It, it, it's all part of the game plan because it, it, mm -hmm. The end of the day it, we we know believe it or not right now with covid more people are home what are they doing watching television yeah. the rates mm -hmm. are cheaper now than they've ever been and it's the, the time is right so yeah we're going to definitely we're in process of, uh, of 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 moving on all all that kind of stuff right now absolutely if you're looking for a, a bald-headed handsome young man to uh be on one of those infomercials uh, you I know, know anyone's available. Yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a good referral. Uh, but yeah, it's a truly amazing story. And I guess, you know, looking at the future for RoofMax, I guess, what, what would you say is your goal, your vision for RoofMax in the future here? Because I don't know if this is accurate, but I read somewhere that RoofMax at the current rate of growth is projected to be one of the largest roofing service companies in the industry by 2021, period. Depending on how some things go, absolutely. I believe that we could um, could be the, the largest residential roofing organization in the country without putting a shingle on um, by the end of 2021, if not definitely 2022. I don't know if COVID has held us up or not. Um, we're, we're setting records. We're still growing. But what would have happened if we didn't have that time frame? Kevin pointed out in the meeting today, um, People are staying at home. Yeah, they're watching TV, but they're also investing in their home. They're probably not gonna invest in a new home in five years mentally. So, you know, let's fix up what we've got. Um, so I think there's a lot of positive um, that has come out of this for, for us, you know, mm -hmm. in the business. People will also, uh, I think, are looking at sustainability more. They're thinking differently. The timing's fantastic. I mean, in 2009, when I started Matrix, it was the height of that last recession you know, after the housing market collapsed and everyone was kind of house locked and that was good timing for us. And now with COVID, I, I, we're breaking records. Everyone I talk to that, you know, has systems in place and accountability and they're more of a marketing and sales driven organization, they're booming. 
And while those who are unprepared are failing and going out of business, right? And in the roofing industry, out of all the, the, the layers of home services, I feel like the roofing contractors, unfortunately, are probably the ones that are operating on the razor thin margins. They're bidding on the jobs. And, and so those who are financially unprepared are going away. So that should just open up the floodgates, I would imagine. And what, what you have also, and you probably already know this, obviously, but we're, we always say we're in the make market, right? We're not in the take market. We don't, have, you know, we don't have a drive-through window where people can just pull up and say, "Yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a thousand square foot basement and a half bath to go, please." You know, it's a make market. We have to go out there and we have to make make our make our market. And with your product and what you offer, it's undeniable. And for it to be a quick turn, I think that helps tremendously too. We looked at our last event. We were talking on stage about how the industry was projected prior to COVID to be a $450 billion a year industry by 2022. And I believe with what's happened, my I'm, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. I feel like it's actually going to project even beyond that now with what's happening. Because to your point, people are stuck at home. You know, that honey-do list is becoming ever more apparent. And so it's good timing, I believe, for this. And congratulations to you guys for your, your growth, because I, I, I see where you're heading, and it's going to be exciting. As Mike was saying, RoofMax has has had a solid standing here because people are not afraid to invest in their home when, you know, when they got a great asset. And so they're not going to buy a new house today, maybe. So let's fix up the existing place. So it's, you know, this is a, we're, we're not, you know, in the new roof business necessarily. I mean, you know, it, this is a process that extends the life of your existing roof and people are loving that during tougher times. Yeah, and a low low overhead, you know, it seems like a fairly reasonable barrier to get through to, to enter with your product. The timing's got to be great, right? There's a lot of bright minds sitting at home right now, a lot of people who had a really good stable position and now they're furloughed. So I got to imagine, you know, being able to scoop people up, entrepreneurs that were looking for a good opportunity, your timing's got to be really good there as well. I know it's been good for Grasso, you know, a lot of people coming to us for help with methodology, with processes, with lead generation, all the things we offer our business is booming as a result because people are taking the time out to sharpen their blade. You know, they're taking some time out to think about their next move in life. And I know there's a ton of, I mean, I know personally, a lot of guys who want to get into business for themselves, they, they want to have their own thing. So they have that control that they feel was just ripped away from them. And so I, I believe your service and your product makes that a, a more realistic thing for someone to step into. We're, we're almost, we, we believe that we're at the front end of seeing that. We know, and I believe that will continue to pick up. We know that 08, 09, the big downturn, the Great Recession, was a boon for the franchise world, the home services mm-hmm. franchise world, because of what you said. I lost my job, and I'm not going back into that again. I want control of my future. That was me. I'm a product of that. You know, I was... I was broke. I didn't have two nickels to rub together. And I said, well, what do I do now? Or at the height, of, I said, well, I have nothing else to lose. <laughs> Might as well give it a shot and start my own business. And here we are. So, you know, it's, I feel like that the timing is actually really good. And for those people who took a beating that weren't prepared financially or maybe didn't have the right processes in place, that also sh- this should motivate them to look to experts to back to the importance of leadership and mm-hmm. not reinventing the wheel. And it sounds like you have all those components in place for people so they can tap into that knowledge. So, we're excited. I'm excited and excited for what we might be able to do together as well as we move forward. And uh, just happy as can be to have had this time with you guys today. And I can see why your partnership works so well, because, you know, I think about what both of you guys have done. Right. So like Kevin Harrington watching late night TV and finds an opportunity for the infomercial. Right. Creating that infomercial. And then, 
you know, Mike Fiesel finding that, just thinking about that idea, just an idea, but pursuing that vision, right? Pursuing that dream. So I guess that's probably a good way I'd like to wrap up this podcast here. And I want to give both you guys a shot at answering this question is for those young entrepreneurs that have that dream, that vision, and are just for some reason or the other hesitating to pursue it, right? Pursuing that dream and just going for it. I guess, what advice would you give them? And I guess, why, why do you feel that's important? Just not be afraid to throw yourself out there and maybe even fail forward if, if need be. I believe that if you've got the dream, you've got the vision, don't mess it up and fail. Get it, get, get somebody to come in, get a mentor, get, get, mm -hmm. I say assemble a dream team, right? Put yeah. a couple people around you. Mm -hmm. They don't have to cost tons of money. Um, it, and it's okay if, if you have to maybe give a little piece of equity here and there, because you know, you want a hundred percent of a small pie or, you know, 95% of, of a huge pie. Right. So, um, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's, I, I truly believe partnering, having great mentors is the key to certainly startup entrepreneur success. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And, I, and I think um, that and, and realizing the amount of work and dedication it takes because starting a business and being an entrepreneur, uh, especially in the early phases, you know, you really need to know that this isn't a 40 hour a week job. And I think that's why a lot of the uh, people in startup fail you know, so if you have a passion and you're really excited about it, the energy carries you through. And then if you've got the mentors and all of that, I mean, it's, it's a recipe for success. And that's what the franchise or the dealer model that we have um, and the support network, that's, that's what that helps or, or any, any type of a franchise or dealership opportunity. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely uh, important. Well, thanks again, guys, for today. I know that's our time. But we do appreciate having you guys and amazing story. And you guys are, it's only the tip of the iceberg, it sounds like for you. And we really do appreciate the time, both of you, Kevin and Mike. Thank you, Dom. Thanks, Nick. You guys are great. And uh, there's lots of good stuff that'll come from all of this. And thanks, thanks for having us today. I'm going to give you guys two thumbs up, one for each of you. Hey, <laughs> thanks a lot. And Kevin, Mike, take care. And as always to our viewers, yes, you are a closer. <laughs>